Today on the Craft Room Podcast, let's talk about creativation. This is episode 23. Welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Lewis, professional crafter, craft teacher, and all-round craft enthusiast. This podcast will help you get great value from your craft supplies and perhaps help you discover new techniques, ideas, and products to take your crafting to the next level. There is so much craft to talk about, so let's dive right in. Hello, welcome to the Craft Room Podcast. I am so glad you are joining me for this episode because it is very exciting. If this is your first time, special welcome to you. And I know it's been a while since I've had an episode, but by the time we get to the end of this, you'll see why. Because yes, I am going to share some of my stories and insights from Creativation 2020. Now, if you know what Creativation is, you will be wanting me to get stuck straight in, I am sure. However, I appreciate that not everybody has been obsessing over this event for over a decade like myself. So if you're unfamiliar, I'll give you a brief rundown and answer some questions that I received in the lead up to the show. Now, in short, Creativation is a craft industry trade show. It's put on by the Association for Creative Industries, the AFCI. In a past life, it was known as CHA, Craft and Hobby Association, and it was held in Anaheim, California. However, in about 2017, I think it was, the show moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and it looks like it's going to be there at least another year to come, and that is where I attended the show this year. When CHA first popped up on my radar, I was teaching at a local scrapbooking store. The magazines and paper crafting world in general was abuzz with chatter at CHA time. And then as YouTube came up and grew in popularity, we started seeing video footage of new products and well-known crafters. And I so badly wished I could go. But there were a few barriers to that. I had young kids at the time. Um, I was never offered the opportunity when working for a store. And look, frankly, there's there's just no way I could have afforded either the time or the money to go. When the show rebranded to Creativation and moved to Phoenix, I was just starting up my online stamp store. So I started to pay closer attention to the videos and the photos popping up on social media. It was a really great way to see new release items, gauge how excited people were about them, and therefore I could make more educated decisions about what to order. It was around about this time also that I really started to grasp that this was not some crafty version of Comic-Con, which I it had always looked like that to me. This was a proper trade show, a dedicated event where manufacturers and businesses could go to show their wares to retailers and store owners like myself could see the new products and a lot of businesses done there. Uh, there's also an educational aspect to creativation, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on. It was actually during Creativation 2019 that I decided I was done wishing that I could attend and it was about time I got serious about actually making it happen, thereby ticking a very large long-term dream off my wish list. The business was doing well enough that I could afford it. My kids are adults now and a lot more independent and I could finally justify the expense. I did a year's worth of research, I booked everything, and obviously I made it to Creativation 2020. The number one question people were asking me in the lead up to Creativation was this, 
Can anybody go? Short answer, unfortunately, is no. It's not like the craft shows that we're used to here in Australia that are packed with retailers from whom we can buy many, many crafty goodies to take home with us on the day. As a trade show, this is the place where those retailers go and turn to to get the goodies to bring to you at the public access craft shows. As a retail buyer, I could place an order at the show, but it would be invoiced and shipped to me at a later date. You don't actually buy things and walk away with product for the shop. To attend, you need to be a member of the AFCI or attend as a member's guest. For example, a design team member, a staff member, designer, an influencer, or maybe a designated buyer. To become a member, I had to answer a lot of questions to prove I was a legit business and I had to pay a membership fee, which was pretty expensive actually. Uh, Essentially, you need to be working in the craft industry to attend. I know what you might be thinking, hey, maybe Dawn can take me as her guest next year. Well, as much fun as that would be, there is a limit to how many people you can get tickets for under your membership. So unfortunately, I can't invite everybody. The next question is similar, but always second when people find out they need to be affiliated with a store or a brand to get in. And that is, can I get in if I'm an influencer? Yes. Yes, you can. There were a lot of influencers there this year. However, Having a YouTube channel or an Instagram account isn't quite enough. You need to be collaborating with brands and seriously dedicated to providing consistent, high-quality content to your audience, making it worth a company's while to give you one of those golden tickets. I was lucky enough to meet the gorgeous Jess Francisco on the first day. I will link to her Instagram where she is uh, known as a card day's work. Check her out. Her work is gorgeous. I watched that girl buzz around from booth to booth on the three open floor days, assisting with demos, doing make and takes, and she helped out a bunch of different brands. Sure, She made it look effortless and did it with a smile and perfect bouncy curls. Seriously, her hair is gorgeous. But she worked her butt off for three days straight on those open floor days. When you are at Creativation in any capacity, you are there to work. Now, I naively thought that it would take me an hour, two hours tops to get around the entire showroom floor and see everything. And then I would go back and take a closer look. I was so wrong. I was told that I was wrong. It was proven. I was so wrong. I walked in the door, saw the doodle bug display and immediately stopped. There were people to chat to. There were vendors and retailers and influencers and people I'd met on the education days or at social events. There were so many people. It took me hours just to make it to the Stamping Village and I did not see everything on the first day and I had eight hours to look. On the last day of the show, I was racing right to the last minute to put in orders and open accounts and connect with people that I had missed on previous days. It might not have looked like it, but I worked for five days straight, learning, connecting, networking, researching, trying new products, watching demonstrations, putting in orders. Now, yes, sometimes it was 
gentle work like sitting at the Pink Fresh Studios make and take table, chatting with Laura Basson for half an hour while playing with liquid watercolours. Other times it was a frenzy of racing from one side of the building to the other to make my next seminar on time. Uh, so it was it was busy. Another question that came up a few times during the show was, did you get starstruck meeting all the craft celebrities? Okay, I'm going to be very, very honest here because there's video footage that proves it. Tim Holtz walked past me while I was getting my name tag and my class vouchers printed. And despite the fact that I knew he was going to be there, it suddenly made everything feel very real. I may have become a teensy bit hyped up and I might have been a little bit shy about just walking up to Jennifer Maguire and saying hi, like who even am I to be allowed to do that, right? But on the first two days with the seminars and the social events, I'd already been talking to some pretty amazing business owners like Leslie Offerman from Heffy Doodle and Amanda Stevens from Pear Blossom Press, who incidentally was the one who dragged me out of my shy zone and introduced me to Jennifer, who was an absolute delight, by the way. I went in expecting to feel one way, like maybe this was going to be my version of Woodstock. But instead, it was it was something else. And I felt incredibly at home. It's the best way I can describe it. It just became so easy to walk up to someone and say hi and ask about their product and have a chat, give them a little gift, even ask for a photo. I just did it. And I was surprisingly comfortable doing so. Did I meet a lot of craft royalty? Yes, I did. And I took every opportunity to get a photo with them because who knows if or when I will get to do that again. I gave out presents and I had chats about all sorts of things, some just for a moment and others for a bit longer. Uh, If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen the photos. If you don't, I will put them on the blog as well so that you can check it all out. I met some pretty serious heavyweights, but I also met a lot of people like me. I met some amazing people. Uh, My new friend, Claire, she's a crochet pattern designer. She drew a lot of attention with a tiny crochet green child tucked into her crochet chain necklace. Uh, Claire was kind enough to introduce me to Make It by Marco, whose amazing products are going to be coming into my shop soon. I also met a lovely couple from the UK at the new product showcase over wine and cheese, Emma and Dale from My Perfect Stamp. We bumped into each other constantly and ended the final day by sitting for two hours in the emptying Phoenix Convention Centre talking through our plans for our stores when we got home. It only took three days and we're proper friends now. And while this may sound a little controversial to some, one of my favourite connections was with another Australian store owner from Queensland. While technically we might be considered rival stores, it's not exactly true. Our customers enjoy very different styles and we have very different strings to our business bows, as it were. And while we do stock some of the same brands, there are others that we don't share in common. And I am thrilled to have someone reliable I can refer my customers to for items I don't plan on stocking, like Catherine Pooler Inks. Honestly, I did not meet a single person that I didn't like. No crazy egos, just lovely, approachable, real people. 
as if I needed more reasons to love this industry, right? Uh, a lot of people assumed I would be given a ton of freebies and I did not know what to expect. I really didn't. But I can tell you the space that was taken up in my suitcases with gifts to give out was full on the way home. I did quite a few make and takes, which was a great way to try out product firsthand. One of my favorite tools is a new large blending brush and being able to get hands on with it made it a slam dunk decision to order these brushes. They're really quite phenomenal. And that's what the make and takes are for. So I came home with quite a few handmade cards from the make and takes, uh, some catalogs, a lot of business cards, a few samples and some order forms. But it wasn't a free-for-all with companies handing out full stamp sets or ink pads or balls of yarn to everyone who came along. That myth has been busted. I was lucky at the end of the very last day to still be in the building chatting with Emma and Dale when Dress My Craft offered to give away paper pads because they didn't want to pack and take them home. So Emma and I helped them out with that very generous offer and we were delighted. We hadn't left quickly, but I wasn't there for free stuff. I mean, free stuff is nice, but I just got my craft space organized. So I don't want tons of extra stuff to cram into my at capacity cupboards what I did want was to get up close and personal with the products and talk to those who make them, which is exactly what I got to do. Now, earlier I mentioned that there's an educational component to creativation, and I really wasn't expecting a lot from it. I'll be, I'm going to be very frank here. I didn't know what was going to happen, and I thought it would be kind of meh. The show is five days. The first two days are education-based, including workshops and seminars, roundtables, and the last three days are the open show floor. But there are still a few educational sessions happening throughout the show. I booked in for something pretty much I did. I booked in for something every day and I only missed the last one because I was deep in conversation, which turned out to be just as educational and I can always learn about Google Analytics another time. Seminars and roundtables were free, but workshops cost real money. Plus, you had to bring a bunch of tools and I just didn't have room for that in my luggage. So I opted for the seminars and roundtables because I wanted to focus on the business side of those education days. And I love talking about business. So the opportunity to talk about craft business was just, it was just way too juicy to pass up. Uh, I started out taking notes and seriously, two minutes into my third seminar, I realized my brain was never going to keep up or absorb all of this. So I started recording them and I'm so glad I did that because I did forget a lot almost immediately. And I also figured that would keep me busy for the long flight home if there was nothing good on the in-flight entertainment. So while I wasn't sure what to expect and maybe one or two seminars didn't really yield much in the way of life-changing or business-changing information. Every single one had a valuable takeaway. And I'm really thrilled with the, the topics that I chose. Uh, one of the very first sessions I sat in on was about Facebook groups. Uh, so I walked in and I saw some ladies that have been in the previous seminar with me. So I just went and plonked myself down on an empty chair. And it turned out, the person who was in the chair next to me was Amanda from Pear Blossom Press. Now, we had plans to catch up that night, but we ended up catching up and hanging out earlier in the day. 
plus one of the roundtable facilitators was Angela Henderson, who I had met at the Artful Business Conference last year. My husband has always said, I'm probably the only person in the world who could fly to the other side of the planet and still bump into someone I know. And I think I have now proven his point to be right. It was amazing to run into somebody else that I actually knew. Now, there were tons of seminars I went to. Uh, some of them included marketing, how to run a retreat, working with influencers, running pop-ups within your business, taking your business from online out into the real world, how to use Pinterest effectively, which I discovered I'm not doing very well at all. Uh, there was time in between to chat to the people who were waiting for it to start or that you kind of were chatting to after a seminar was over. And there were some organised social events uh, like the Creativation Newcomers Meet. We played a game of getting to know you bingo. It was actually quite fun and I'm not usually into that kind of thing. And then, of course, on the second day in the evening, there was the new product showcase. They had wine and nibblies. There was a lot to see, tons of people to talk to. But it still also felt casual and unrushed. I I really, really enjoyed those first two days. Someone also asked about after parties and meetups. I am very happy to report that I did go out and socialise after the doors closed for the day. On the first night, we headed to the Zyron Craft Bloggers Dinner at a Mexican restaurant. That was really fun. I met some great people. I tried a very intriguing Mexican dessert. I even won a lucky door prize. It was very cool. Zyron put on a great event. Uh, another night, I headed out to something a little quieter, a lovely Italian dinner with Rachel and Zoe from Darkroom Door, which is where I met Michelle, the other Australian store owner, for the first time. And then after that, we went and hit a sports bar just up the road for the Stamp Junkies meetup. It was a little tamer than you might think, but it was incredibly loud and it was really fun. Some nights I just went back to my hotel room and worked. And regrettably on the last night, I turned down an offer to go to Michael's and Hobby Lobby because I had a 3am start to get to New York and I wasn't packed. It genuinely hurt to say no to that one. And if I could go back in time, I'd have said yes and just foregone the sleep, the very little sleep that I got. It would have been worth it. Now, one of the things I'm glad I did do was to sit down either at the end of the day or over breakfast and write out my day's activities. I took tons of photos and I, I photographed my meals and you know, little details like manhole covers and fire hydrants and cacti in Phoenix. And I kept notes and receipts and ephemera and stuff like that. And eventually I will create a little scrapbook album of the trip. I skipped a couple of days of doing that in New York, but to be fair, I had good reason and I did catch up on the flight home. If I hadn't kept notes and written it all down, I would have forgotten a whole lot of little details like trying biscuits and gravy at breakfast at my hotel. For the record, they were delicious. Or uh, having to microwave water for a cup of tea after travelling for 33 hours because the urn at the tea and coffee station in the hotel was empty. I microwaved water. I was so desperate for tea. And I would have forgotten that if I hadn't written it down and confirmed it in my mind, you know. So if you're travelling and doing lots of exciting things, make time to take notes. And if you're not into handwriting them, here's a hot tip. Send yourself an email. So I mentioned New York. I figured as long as I was in the country, and this is my first trip to the USA, why not take a few days after creativation to go somewhere I had always wanted to go? And for me, that was New York. 
So while this isn't specifically creativation related, I did do some fun crafty things in New York. On my first day, I did a lot of walking. I'm actually very proud of how far I walked. I was staying at around the Columbus Circle area. It's kind of in the lower left corner of Central Park on the west, lower west side. I'll pop a map over on the blog so you can see where all my New York travels took me. If you're looking for the blog post with photos and, and the full transcript from this episode, you can find it at dawnlewis.com.au backslash podcast 23. Uh, I walked up to the Museum of Natural History. I passed some fun movie monuments, including Spook Central from the original Ghostbusters movie. Beautiful building. Uh, I checked out a cute little yarn store called Nitty City. I think it was on West 79th Street. I wandered through Central Park. I saw the frozen lake. I saw squirrels playing. It was so cute. I checked out a Whole Foods, which turned out to be a great place to grab lunch most days. And then later in the day, I walked down Broadway, which in itself was very thrilling for me, to Times Square, see what all the fuss was about. Very pretty lights. I saw where Captain America came out in the movie. Lots of, I wanted to hit a lot of movie sites, but I did get out of there pretty fast to avoid the scammers. But before I left, I had to try some cheesecake from Juniors. That was at the recommendation of Tim Holtz and my friend Karen, who ironically is the person who introduced me to Tim Holtz Distressings. Amazing, right? Cheesecake was very nice. I've got to say, I really enjoyed it. The next day, it was very exciting. Uh, my friend Elena was coming into New York and she offered to show me around. Uh, I've known Elena online for many years. She's the owner of Kenny K Stamps. I was on her design team for a long time and she was coming up to New York anyway and the dates just, they just lined up. So I was pretty tired in the morning. So she had a meeting for this amazing fashion show that she was helping to do. She's doing some event planning. And so after that, she came by, picked me up. I was pretty tired, but you know, I'd had a big, I'd been at five days of trade show and 33 hours of travel and then another full day of travel. So we did a lot of driving. She drove me over the bridge from the Spider-Man movie and I got to see Manhattan from Long Island. So the lovely skyline with the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building. And then we went back into New York and checked out this very cute little store called the ink pad it was packed with wood-mounted stamps and ephemera and embellishments, all these really cool things. I was very restrained. Uh, we hit up Chelsea Markets. And yes, if anyone, if you're, if you're going to New York and you're watching all the YouTube videos and they say, you've got to go to Los Tacos Numero Uno because they have the best tacos. I can't disagree. They were great tacos and the hibiscus tea was divine. And amazingly, because I'd been saying how I hadn't had a proper cup of tea since I got there, she found a proper English tea shop with a tea, like a proper cafe. It was such a fun day. And I was actually, we were going to spend the next day maybe going a little further afield like Brooklyn. But unfortunately that night I came down sick. And I ended up at the doctor's the next day. So I've learned two things from this experience. <laughs> Number one, I will never take Medicare bulk billing and the PBS for granted ever again, because getting sick in America is really expensive. Number two, do not muck about when it comes to taking out 
very beefy travel insurance because without it, I'd be in a world of expensive trouble. I had picked up the flu and some pneumonia in a really short space of time at Creativation. And because of the coronavirus scare, which I had completely missed, I've been in a craft bubble, hadn't been watching TV or anything. I didn't even know about it. The doctors deemed me unfit to fly. I was confined to my hotel room. Hence why I became lax on my note taking of events. And it's taken me so long to get this episode out. Anyway, I spent a lot of time resting and snoozing, chatting with my travel agent, getting flights and things rebooked. I will say one thing, the doctors were very thorough. I've had great care and I'm very grateful for it. Well, I had to stay a couple of extra days and and someone asked me if this put a dent in my trip. And I've got to say, like I've been home for a couple of weeks now and really, no, it didn't. It's been a really long time since I took a break. So I did a lot of resting and I enjoyed some amazing food, which was on my doorstep. And I listened to the sounds of New York and I watched a lot of YouTube just for fun, which was kind of nice. Uh, Would I go to Creativation again? Oh, yes, I would in a heartbeat. I had a wonderful time. I learned a lot. I met great people. And it made me incredibly happy. I, uh, I said before, I felt very at home there. It's like that Harry Potter feeling where Hogwarts was his home. Creativation felt very much like my creative home. I just felt like I belonged there. So yeah, I would absolutely go back again. And what's next? Well, I have a very long list of things I would like to do in 2020. And no doubt if you follow me on any social media or if you signed up to my newsletter, you will be seeing some of the new brands and some new projects that are coming soon. I have an idea for for the card makers out there who want to use their paper crafting superpowers to support people in fire affected areas. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm still I'm still putting some finishing touches and getting some finer details sorted with that. But first, I have to finish recovering from this flu um, because it's knocked me around a little bit more than I thought. So I'm off to do some crochet in front of Netflix and be boring and sensible. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me in the craft room today. You can find links and other information about today's episode in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. I'd really appreciate that. I do hope you have a very crafty day and I will see you next time. Bye for now.